0: Hello, world out there. I am Justin. I'm Josh. And did you know that pigs cannot look into the sky like it's physically impossible for them? That's wild. This is the Do Life Project. Cheers, buddy. So pigs can't look up into the
1: sky. What do they have? Like, uh, do they have like uh, what do you call those things when people have like fucked up backs and they like <laughs> they like mold the oh, spine yeah, 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 together? Yeah.
0: yeah, they have like a um, like a metal rod that uh, they have. Uh, it's infused, a fused spine, infused spine. Not infused, that'd be weird. But I know what you're talking about. People out there know what you're talking about. I just don't like. In the same thing yeah. with dogs. Supposedly, dogs can't look up.
1: Dogs can definitely look up. Yeah,
0: I know. I, I don't know. It's a big debate online. I think we should do me more research. Dogs. dogs can definitely look up, dude. Right? Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, I
0: think so. Let me see. Oh, dogs can, in fact, look up. While it's true that their ability to look upwards isn't quite so pronounced, dogs do have the ability to look upwards. Okay. Well, I take it back. Sorry, I was wrong. Not much of a fucking debate now, is it? No, no, not, not really at all. I would say no debate. I would go as far as to say no debate. No debate. So uh, what are we here for today, Josh? Well, we're going to do another fucking sip and read. Should we, should we talk about the fact that we're not together for the first time ever?
1: Yeah, I was going to say we should probably address the elephant in the room. Uh, or not in the room, because well, yeah. I'm not there. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, this is officially our first, our first episode. Uh, where we are virtual, which is kind of weird.
0: It's very weird. It's very weird.
1: Yeah, very weird. Um, I I'm gonna have to invest in getting a, a second setup, which I'm totally fine with. Um, just because I'm gonna be traveling. A lot over the next like three months, and I don't love sitting here on my cell phone with headphones. Then I, <laughs> it doesn't feel right. Uh, but but yeah, we're gonna fucking we're gonna bang it out, hell and it's yeah. gonna be awesome, like it always is. We're gonna have fun, and and that's that. Drive hell, forward, baby.
0: Hell yeah! And it's still January, so it's another dry episode. That sounds so weird to say, but this is the last one, and we'll get back into the fun. This is the last one. Then we'll get back this, into the fun. This farm. will be the
1: last one. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh! It was a poet didn't even know it. <laughs> um, but I, I got a fucking bottle of I got a bottle of Monkey Shoulder. Ooh. Sitting over there. So good.
0: That sounds so delicious. I actually drove by a sign today for that. It's
1: Kismet. Oh, it's pretty good, dude. It's delicious. All right, let's fucking let's not let's not uh, let's not focus on the things that we can't have. Okay. All right, let's focus on the things that we can. All right, all right. Um, so I brought the book today, yes, sir, and it it is "Quit: The Power of Knowing When to Walk Away" by Annie Duke.
0: Okay, so quit I thought, like it, it, to. To quit something like Q U I T?
1: Yeah, yeah. The power of knowing when to walk away. And you and I have like, we've like brushed over this concept. I had no idea that there was an actual book about it. Hmm. Um, and I think we've both been like, you have to know, you have to know when to walk away. And it was, it was pretty interesting to have somebody like put pen to paper. Because I've never seen, I've never seen i I'm sure there's a bunch out there. I've just never seen a book that talks about that. That's pretty cool. Why don't I give a little synopsis? Sure. Sort of give you an idea, um, and then there are some key ideas from the book that we can chat about or read some stuff from the book. Well, fucking, we'll rock and roll like we always do. Hell right? yeah. All right, so Quit by Duke will help you see the value in quitting. Weird, right? Yeah. I don't will know. help you see the value in quitting and make better decisions about how and when to do it. It shows that success isn't about blind persistence. It's about finding the right avenue to pursue, which I think we both agree with.
0: Yeah, I would, I would say.
1: If we don't, we may end up wasting piles of money on a doomed business or years on a dead end relationship. By learning to quit at the right time, we can avoid grinding through unnecessary misery or wasting time and money we don't have, which frees us to work toward what we actually value. So right off the rip, like it 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 comes across a little bit um controversial. A bit you know what I mean? But but it's like that's good advice dude it's good advice it's a good concept
0: it is I'm thinking about so this is this is a super far-fetched one but like think of somebody that plays in a band very good but not they don't have like the stage presence they don't have the ability to actually be front and center for a record label but they can write good songs so they just forced themselves over and over into these shows and everything like that, when they could have just signed a contract to be songwriters and they could have quit one thing Mm -hmm. and that would have opened a door for something else that would have been just as profitable and it still would have been their passion and everything like that. That's interesting. I don't know why I went to that specific example, but.
1: Well, it's funny because you're, you're hitting on one of the key ideas Uh, That, that we'll talk about yeah, that, that we'll talk about a little bit. You're so, you're so intuitive, Justin, you know know that I do so intuitive. I'm one with the, uh, Um, the literature, but no, you're, you're, you're hitting the the nail on the head, but, but we'll get into, we'll get into that. And, um, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you now, it's like, it has to do with, um, people, people, it's an identity. Right. Uh, And, and your identity can get in the way your identity can get in the way of you quitting. Definitely. Right. Which I feel like, I feel like that, that let's just talk about it now. Okay. Um, I feel like, I feel like that's, that's exactly what you were explaining. Right. It's like, no, I am an artist. I am, I, this is what I do. It's a part of my identity where to your point, you'd probably be happier writing music and it'd be just as lucrative.
0: Yeah. Or or maybe you wouldn't um, be, or, or maybe you wouldn't be just as happy. So
1: why, why continue down that miserable path?
0: Yeah, no, I, I get that. And, and not to say that you wouldn't be like as happy, but it's, uh, it's not like a means to an end, but you're still getting to do what you enjoy for the most part. Like there, there needs to be some level of sacrifice somewhere
1: For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, why don't I, why don't I read uh, a little bit from the book on, on this idea of your identity can get in the way of, of you quitting. Sure. Sears was a colossal retail powerhouse. It built an extremely successful mail-order business in the 1800s. I didn't know that. Ah. Delivering goods to rural residents. Later, with the rise of retail stores, Sears continued building its empire by switching to that model. But with stiffer competition and a changing market, Sears began a long, inexorable decline. The company had a potential way out. Along with retail, it had built up a lucrative financial services branch, which included Allstate Insurance, Discover Card, and Caldwell Banker uh, real estate brokers. Really? So weird. Sears. So weird. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So weird. Uh, But it didn't choose that path. Instead of shifting out of a losing market, Sears sold these successful businesses to finance its retail operation and keep the core of its identity. That's wild. You can probably guess how this all ended. Well we don't have to guess. We know. Yeah, we, we Bankruptcy, know. baby. Wow. Um crazy, right?
0: All because so our, they identify uh,
1: the the Yeah, as a retail store instead of a financial services company. Right. Um, And essentially what what this says is identities are especially powerful in our decision making as individuals and our decision making, obviously, as a business. Right. Even if you think about Blockbuster. Right. Blockbuster had the opportunity to buy Netflix. Right. Or be a part of it. They said that. no, No, they had the opportunity to buy it. too.
0: Oh they my God. Bought it out. I thought that they could be like yeah. a, like a partner with holy
1: fuck! Wow, they no, dude, no, they. So I I read um, that'll never work, which is the the book about how Netflix started, and no, Blockbuster could have bought them. Holy and shit! And block Blockbuster said people will never uh, order movies because Netflix started as like you you placed the order and it came in the mail, like GameFly. Yeah, remember that? Oh my God, yes, yes. Just, just like that, right? And and Netflix was trying to shift to, an uh, I mean, what it is today, obviously. And Blockbuster was like, people are never going to do that. They enjoy the experience of coming into the store and seeing their neighbor. That was their fucking answer, dude. Ah. <sighs> I mean... Identity.
0: Yeah, there are so many things wrong with all of that. But I get it. I mean, I can, I can understand their standpoint, but like fucking read the room, guys.
1: Read the room, dude. <laughs> right, and then, and then you have to think that cognitive dissonance plays into that as well. For sure. Right? Yeah. Uh, if, if you're confronted with information or facts that are challenging your beliefs or something that you're uncomfortable with, you're going to experience some dissonance, mm-hmm. right? And and to deal with that, you either change your beliefs, which may be core to your identities, or you explain away the information exactly like Blockbuster did. Right. No, 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 no. People, people like bumping into their neighbor.
0: Nobody right? likes bumping and into their usually,
1: neighbor. usually, in my experience, nobody likes bumping into their neighbor. No. no. <laughs> Not anymore, dude.
0: I actively avoid... My neighbors.
1: Actively, actively, yes, yeah, no, no, thank you. I mean, all, all, all my neighbors were old and and actually nice, so it was oh. fine. But, but I agree. Every other, every other place I've ever lived, I fucking avoided my neighbors like the plague. Did. My
0: my neighbor plays his guitar plugged in on his like porch, and it's just not good, and it's really annoying. So I need him to stop that. That's my neighbor's story. So
1: you gotta go. You got to go talk to him.
0: Absolutely not. That's too much work for me. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> you, all, should, you should you should go set. to
1: Blockbuster. Maybe you'll maybe you'll bump into him. Maybe. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's uh, let's go to another one. Okay. Um, quitting can be a virtue.
0: That's so weird to okay. think, but
1: all right. There is something that epitomizes the value of quitting. It's called poker. Uh-huh. Knowing when to hold them and when to fold them, as Kenny Rogers famously sang, is the essence of the game. Do, po- uh, do poker pros rely on grit and persevering through tough times to enhance? Not absolutely ab- not. Now, nah, pros fold more than half the time, far more often than amateurs. Poker rookies, in contrast, typically play out their hands. They're driven by the need to see if they can pull out a, a a miraculous, you know, straight or a full house, and they're fearful of losing the money they've already bet. Wow! And then how are they rewarded? They fucking lose. Huh? So in in the narrative that we spin about success, we often has a have a, a bias towards winners. Right? To to be successful, you got to be a winner. Right. And and we fixate on the the inspiration of success stories, right? Like like a magical last minute straight flush. Mm. What we don't highlight are the people who stopped short of their goal. The thing we might call failure and those who benefited from
0: it. So with with this with this example though, it's not really yeah. you're not really failing though. Like you, you lost that but, game. But you're quitting.
1: You're bailing on your hand no no
0: no I, to- I totally get that, but that's not a game of one shot of one opportunity typically no
1: okay like, okay y- let's no, no no, you're right you're right it, it's it's uh it's a long haul let's Let's take mountain climbing, for example okay how's that That's better uh, well, every year, how many people try and climb to the the summit of Everest? Uh, oh. Fucking! It's it's so many now. It's, a it's lot. like thousands yeah. of people, right? And there's a number of them that that make it. Of course, there's also quite a few that die. Yeah, they they fucking they get caught in a blizzard or or you know they they run out of air or whatever. They're right? ill
0: prepared. They shouldn't people, even have done the the climb. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. Right, people in both categories persevered. Some reached their dream and others fucking died.
0: That's fair. Right?
1: Yeah. Other climbers make it almost all the way to the top of Everest only to turn around and give up because conditions become unsafe or they run out of time, like we were just talking about. Yeah. These people make a choice that, you know, most of the time is going to save their life.
0: That is an interesting If there's one it. thing
1: that Right, that that's that is that is quitting being a virtue. Yes, and and I don't think you're going to be ashamed of of getting you know a fucking mile from the summit, things going sideways. You'd be like, yeah, we got to call it. We got to get the fuck out of here.
0: Right. No, and again, you can lie to and, all and your buddies. You got to think
1: that's something that you've probably
0: trepped. Oh, years. Everything you've been doing, everything you've been doing climbing wise, has led to that
1: everything and and the amount of money it costs fucking i think it's dude yeah the last time i checked it was like i think over twenty thousand dollars ridiculous ridiculous dude ridiculous um so winning can be a virtue and i i can sort of see it
0: i can support that especially especially with the uh with the mountain climbing aspect like I, I, you can justify quitting. I don't like quitting, but if it's going to save your life, or if it's going to be something of that nature, of that, um, of that value, then, again, you should know when to walk away.
1: You should know. Another one is uh, we often keep going for way too long. Hmm. I experienced that. I stuck around. I stuck around a company. You know, I, I, a lot of, a lot of this in my life has been around work. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, but I'll give you i I'll give you a story from the book. Okay. Stuart Butterfield's <laughs> big goal was to create a successful, <laughs> you like that name? Love it. Butterfield. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so his goal was to create a successful, uh, online game. And what he ended up building was an enormously profitable communications tool. Um, but he was only, he, he was only able to to build that because he had the wisdom to quit. Uh, his company tiny spec was armed with millions in investment capital. It had created a game called glitch that, uh, attracted a lot of great reviews, uh, reviews, but it had a, a, a small fan base, but a good fan base. um, his business model depended on building up subscribers, and even after like a marketing blitz, um, you know he grew his subscriber base, but the math just didn't work out. it wasn't going to be profitable. uh The company wasn't going to make it with with their current strategy so Butterfield uh made a decision with investors you know still confident and subscriber numbers are still rising. He decided to quit. Um, Many of us hang on for too long. We fight our goals to the bitter end. And we do this because we feel like we're losing an opportunity by quitting. Right? He quit. um, But that doesn't mean that that he just fucking gave up and stopped doing anything. He rolled the investment money into an internal communications tool that his team had been using. And a little something called Slack.
0: Holy shit!
1: Yeah, Butterfield sold Slack for twenty-seven point seven billion with a B dollars, and obviously changed the way teams communicate.
0: Yeah, that's so crazy. Oh my god! Fucking
1: wild. Dude. So much money. So wild. So it's like so much money, but it's like you know, it's it's not like he quit and. And, you know, went into a fucking cave and became a hermit. No, he he
0: he. See, okay, we're calling it quitting, but he didn't stop doing anything. He just shifted his focus. He 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 changed his approach. Yes, like he didn't but, go. But
1: you could see, you could see how how if he allowed that game to be his identity. Or yes. the company's identity. I do.
0: I to- I totally. Uh, I yeah. totally get that yeah. part. I totally get that part. But this, But again, to say that he quit, I. He didn't. Because to me, it would. He didn't he go. Did. He didn't go. No, he didn't. Because he didn't go into a different field. He. It's not like. Uh, after Machine Gun Kelly dissed Eminem, and Eminem responded, Machine Gun Kelly went to a whole different genre. Like he left like yeah. the world that he <laughs> belonged in. It's not like Butterfield was like, ah, oh, I gotta quit this company and now I need to go into um, steel manufacturing.
1: He oh. he quit on the idea though, right? He quit on he quit yes. on the identity of the company. It started out as a gaming company, but he didn't he didn't quit on business.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough.
1: But I I, I get what you're saying. Like the, using the word quit, it's a very strong word. It is. Right. It's it's a it, I get I get I get I get where you're saying. But I think she uses that I think I think she does that on purpose. Right? Because it's like you could just call it well we switch strategies. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's more powerful when you say oh, Yeah, we quit. We quit on that. Definitely. But 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 I get what you're saying. Like he, he, and even, even Machine Gun Kelly, he didn't quit music.
0: No, he just, right. He just moved over to a different genre. Somewhere that. He's still
1: doing music. He's doing movies. Oh, yeah. Somewhere where Eminem can't beat him up. Yeah,
0: exactly. I was going to say, somewhere Eminem can't hurt him
1: anymore. Exactly. Um, but, but I get what you're saying. It's a, it's a, it's a very strong word. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh what else we have. So sunk cost fallacy.
0: That's all I heard was phallic.
1: I was, yeah, sort of weird. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you a little example. So imagine you're offered a ticket to an outdoor concert, but the weather's going to be terrible. Okay. Even if you love the band, right? Even if you love the band, a free ticket, probably won't be enough to entice you to suffer through a fucking blizzard to, to watch them. Right. But what if you already bought the ticket? What if you spent $2,000 on the ticket? Right. For some fucking reason. Right. With travel and so on. Uh, that sort of happened to you. Um, you'll be tempted. Right. You'll be tempted to go because you don't want to waste the money. Yeah. Right. And it should matter if the ticket was free or cost money. You're going to be miserable either way. But Most people think of the two situations differently. In the book, this fallacy is known as sunk cost. The more resources we invest, the more likely we are to try to continue, even if it's a bad idea. Mm. We convince ourselves that we're avoiding waste.
0: Okay. I can, I totally get that. And I definitely do that. I mean, on a much smaller scale than like a company, but that's interesting. That's very interesting.
1: I do it dude I do it I'm like oh man I mean I fucking I've already now 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 there's also there's also some positivity to that right like <laughs> um, I think about it like running you know what I mean like if you're running a half marathon and you get to mile eight you're like well I'm, fucking, I'm already eight miles in to me that's the same sort of idea that's the same sort of fallacy so um, yeah I feel like this can sort of be a double edged sword but if you allow it to to fucking drag you down and waste time and waste money. I think it's about identifying the the positives and negatives of it. Right. right.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think it's
1: even like um if you if Go ahead.
0: I think it's cool that even with with this whole concept that it's not just around business. I mean we talk a lot about entrepreneurship and everything like that, but you could essentially be in a relationship like this where you're investing a ton of time and money and emotion and everything like that. And you're just fucking wasting your, you're still wasting your time no matter what you do. At some point you just need to cut your losses. At some point you just need to be done with whatever you're doing. Yeah,
1: dude, Dude, I have, I have a, a buddy of mine who, um, is dating a girl who has talked about like, ah, I think, I think it's going to be over. I I think, I think we're going to end up breaking up. Right. Uh, who, and, huh? It,
0: the girl is saying this?
1: No, 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 my buddy. Oh, my buddy.
0: okay. All right. I was like, holy shit. She's just coming out right? and saying that to him.
1: <laughs> no, 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 My buddy's telling, telling me this. Right. Okay. And I, I was like, I was like, well, I mean, if you feel like it's coming, then why don't you just rip the Band-Aid off and, and do it? Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, we, we have an apartment together and, you know, we've been dating for a year or whatever. And it's like, that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. That, that, that's exactly what you're talking about.
0: It's like, yeah, that, that all is tough and everything and that's going to suck, but it's going to happen either way. Like you're aware that it's gonna happen either way, so just be done And it done should now. happen
1: because it's not because it's not a good relationship. It should happen, right? Right. that's yeah. I mean, you can also think about it like um, like people who fucking go to college for like a liberal arts degree, yeah, just to go, just to do it, or or people who think that. I mean, dude, you fucking pick your degree at 18 years old, like. I had no idea. I had no idea what I wanted to do. You get three years in and you're like, wow, I don't want to fucking do this. Well, uh, fuck it. I'm already three years in. Let me just go into a field that I'm going to despise with a degree that I fucking hate.
0: Yeah. That happened to me. Well, I wasn't three years in and I quit, but I had initially signed up on my like tour of the college for, to be a, um, graphic designer, to be like an artist. And, um, I didn't realize. Sounds so stupid. I didn't realize I had to pick like certain classes and everything like that for the first year. Um, and I and I did, and I went through them, and I was like, "This sucks so hard." Yeah, like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> I don't know what I want to do, but it's not this. This is awful. Yeah. So then you have to switch and everything like that, and it's a pain in the ass because it's like, okay, now I have these credits and I can't do anything with them. So that's a whole. Semester that I need to figure out how to make up to graduate on time. But...
1: That fuck sucks, dude.
0: But, and again, at the same time, I could have wasted four years and been miserable all the same. So... Yeah. It's all about just, again, knowing when to jump off.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Um, all right. Let's go to... This was probably... Um, the most interesting one to me. Okay. Okay. We talk about setting goals. We've talked about making sure that you write goals down, how important goals are. You should be setting goals and so on and so forth. The title of this key idea is the problem with goals. <laughs> super interesting. Yeah. Um, so obviously goals can be incredibly helpful. Right. They motivate us to accomplish difficult things like a marathon or or fucking writing a, a a symphony or whatever. Right. All of it. Yeah. Um, But they also come with some big downsides. Right. They can blind us to circumstances. They can make us inflexible. They can keep us in negative situations. Right. Oh, for sure. Um, like, you know, breaking your foot, running a marathon and finishing in excruciating pain. It's a part of the goal and, and maybe it was worth it, but on an exponential curve, maybe not. Right? right. And in, in the book, she says that part of the reason of this is what she calls the finish line mentality. And the finish line mentality means that you don't see any accomplishment in completing just part of the goal. It's a pass or fail situation.
0: Oh my God. That's me.
1: Yeah. Isn't that wild?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: yes, that's crazy. I was like, fuck, dude. That's me too. If I don't fucking accomplish the whole thing, I feel like I have I, I completely wasted my fucking time. I'm a loser.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. But it's so interesting because I think both you and I are very uh, aware of the Saying and believe in the saying that like fifty percent of something is better than hundred percent of nothing. Yes. Yet. Yes. When it comes to things that we want to do, or like, <laughs> no, hundred <Yeah. laughs> percent. It's
1: everything. Yeah. yeah. I want it all, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so, so, so she says that goals create a false choice right? It's either finish or don't even bother starting.
0: Huh. Okay. I never thought of it that way, but I can see it after, you know, hearing it.
1: Well, I've always thought about it as like paralysis by analysis. Yeah. Right. Where you're like, you're thinking about something and you research and you research and you research and you just never execute. But I feel like if somebody doesn't have the confidence that they can finish a goal, they, you know, I, Dude, I wanted to run a marathon for so long, and I did not have the confidence that I could finish it, and I just pushed it off and pushed it off and pushed it off and pushed it off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: So what changed?
1: So, um, My friend forced my hand and just made me sign up for one. Oh, okay. There and then mean. I was like, all right, I'll build up some confidence, and I ran a 5K, and then oh, I ran two 5Ks, and then I ran two 10 K's and then I ran two half marathons and then I ran the marathon.
0: There you go. That's turning a frown upside down.
1: Turning a frown upside down. Um, so essentially she says that you have to keep goals flexible and route and realistic by coming up with unless options. This means you're going to strive for the goal unless a, B or C happens. Okay. And I'll give you a, a, she gives an example. Um, for instance, unless the person you're dating isn't interested in commitment, unless you're not making a profit by year three. So you set in these like, um, checks and balances to say that if this doesn't happen by this time frame, or if this situation does occur or doesn't occur, I'm um, I'm out, I'm done.
0: So instead of looking at it like goal setting, it's almost like looking at it like a contract. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of like an NFL contract. Like, okay, you are you signed the contract for 500000000 million. You're guaranteed X amount of dollars. But in order to make the rest of it, you got to do these things. And along the way, you and exactly. I can both opt out at certain points. If it's not working exactly. for either of us, we can say goodbye. No hard feelings. Exactly.
1: That's a cool way to look at it. I thought it was interesting. I thought this whole book was was interesting. Yeah. Um, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it's a. Uh, you know, you always like. I'll give you. I was. I was looking at Grit from Angela Duckworth, and that's a great book too. And we'll review it at some point in the future. Um, but there's so many books that are like that. There's so many books that talk about perseverance and resiliency, and all of those things are super, super important. But I love how different this is. Yeah, it is. A,
0: it is a really cool concept because, again, I mean, when we first started, I was like, "That makes zero sense." But going through it, I mean, it it actually makes a whole lot of sense. More sense than sticking with something that is just not working. Bad for you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I'll I'll give a little synopsis of of the main idea. Okay. Right. Um, we fear quitting because we fear failure. We're afraid of wasting all the valuable resources we've poured into an effort. We have to recognize that our definition of failure and waste may simply be wrong. (laughs) Being able to quit a situation that's not benefiting you is a vital skill. And if you're satisfied where you are, keep your eyes out for other options. Circumstances may change. You may just find that quitting leads you to success. Huh.
0: Very interesting concept. It yeah. is. I I like again I was not about it from at the beginning but I think you've I think I have been swayed at least enough to think about it and like apply it to like day-to-day life and not look at things as like an all or nothing.
1: Yeah, I feel like the book I feel like she tried to there's a negative connotation around quitting. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like she tried to remove that negative connotation. I can see that. Which is cool. Yeah. Which I dig.
0: Oh, again, I I liked it. I liked it.
1: You know, this is the part where we would have our second bevy.
0: Yeah. This was uh, <laughs> better times. <laughs> remember when
1: better better dad remember when uh we had fun yeah, I do I do remember <laughs> good times. remember when we had fun oh. um, yeah, I enjoyed the book i think that I think that uh people we 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 barely scratched the surface on on the book uh that was obviously super high level I would encourage people that maybe have a struggle with um starting something because they don't feel like they can finish it or they don't give themselves permission to quit um i feel like i feel like the average person like you said even if you're applying it to like relationships or or whatever you know what i mean just like bad friendships it whatever i feel like it can be applied and and be valuable
0: Definitely, and i I really like the idea, too, of applying it to starting things as well. Like you're allowed to start yeah. something that you think you're going to be super passionate about, and either you don't get into it or it's not as profitable or it's not whatever, you have the opportunity and the right to just walk away. Like just because yeah. you say you're gonna be the next Picasso and you start going out and doing all the things and you realize I'm better suited for something else. Good, good. You know what? You tried. You experienced it, and now you know that you're better suited for something else. You don't have that in the back of your head, like, "Oh, I wonder if." I like that you can apply this to starting as well.
1: Yes, and I think it. I think a a big thing is is like you said, just giving yourself the the permission and the right to to walk away yeah. if it's not working. Yeah. No big deal. Uh, all right. You wanna put a little bow on it?
0: Yeah, or bow, or should we put a postage stamp? Like, how do we want to do this now?
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe we should go to FedEx and get a box and
0: yeah, we'll <laughs> package
1: it up. Throw it in the mail. There we go. Uh, if uh, if they want to get in touch with you, how do they do it?
0: You can find me on Instagram. It is Justin underscore DL Project.
1: Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh if you want to get in touch with the podcast, we are at the Do Life Project on Instagram and TikTok. Um, the dot com. Find us online. If you want to get in touch with me, I'm at Joshua underscore does underscore life on Instagram. At Joshua does underscore life on the Twitch machine. If you haven't left us a review yet To to do it. We'd appreciate it. It helps the podcast a lot. And until next time.
0: So long, you dirty freaks.